Welcome to The Beacon, your connection to nonprofit success. Now here's your Lighthouse Council host. Hi, welcome to The Beacon Podcast, your connection to nonprofit success. I'm Jeff Jowdy, your host for today's discussion on strategic relationship building. And joining us today is my good friend, Derek Young, owner of YMG Enterprises, a Nashville-based corporate culture consulting firm that helps organizations create a winning corporate culture through customized strategies. Derek was selected to start Dollar General's corporate social responsibility function and has since held numerous nonprofit roles, including the CEO of 100 Black Men of Middle Tennessee and as the career development manager for Inroads Nashville. He was the first statewide board chair for the March of Dimes Tennessee, the first four-time Walk America chairman for the March of Dimes Nashville, and the first community engagement chairman and former community leader of the year for the Nashville Symphony Board of Directors. Derek and his wife, Allison, live in Nashville with their four children. Derek, thank you, my friend, for joining us today. We're excited to have you on the Beacon Podcast. Jeff, this is outstanding. So glad to be talking with you first and foremost, and so glad to be talking about this topic, especially in the year 2020. And there's no better person that I know about building strategic relationships. And as you just noted, in the middle of a pandemic, especially, we're looking forward to your wisdom. I know you, you speak often and you've said that relationships are the most valued asset an organization have. How would you recommend that a nonprofit prioritize its relationships among the various constituencies that it might have? You bet. So what I would say if I was sitting down over a cup of coffee with a, a nonprofit CEO, I would say, I want you to list everything you need. And everybody's list is going to be similar, right? We need resources. We need access. We need information. We need infrastructure. We need people power. Well, the question I would say then, how many of those things do you get without relationships? Amen. And more often than not, what we are taught in our role as nonprofit leaders is obviously we have to have capital campaigns. We have to keep the doors open. That's reality. That's that's business. But the point that I found is in the 30 plus years I've been working with nonprofits, they put the emphasis on everything else, but not on the most valuable thing which once again is the relationship because the better, the deeper, the more connected the relationship, what? The easier, the faster the resources, infrastructure, so forth and so on will come. So one of the things we found in this program that I do called strategic relationship building is it's almost a paradigm shift that's been right in front of people's noses forever, but they just never stop to focus on it. Well, and how about, Derek, specifically with nonprofit, you mentioned campaigns and some of the examples you shared involve fundraising. How about relationships in terms of increasing donor engagement and eventually more dollars for the mission? Yep. You know, one of the things that I do when I do this workshop for nonprofits, I usually say, bring your board, bring your team, and bring some of your key constituents. What I find a lot of times, Jeff, is nonprofits, they isolate those groups, in my opinion, far too often. 
So one of the first things I do in that session is I say, clarify your why in front of the group, meaning why are you so committed as a key constituent, board member, staffer? Why are you so fired up about this mission? What brought you here? And what begins to happen is there's a synergy that begins to exist. Because if I've got 50 people in the room, I may get 20 or 30 different reasons, but the conversations that ensue start to get people thinking, I never even thought about that aspect of our mission. I never even realized we do that. I never knew you do that. So that donor engagement to me is all about tying people back to their why. Again, why they serve, why they are a key constituent, or why they have joined there as a staff person. You know, I always teach the three T's, time, talent, and treasure. So out of all the organizations that exist, and for anybody who's listening to this, I would say that Nashville, Tennessee, probably has more nonprofits per capita than any town in the United States. I used to run charitable giving for Dollar General, and I used to be a funder for a lot of these organizations. Well, the thing I'll tell you is when people are fired up about something, you get a certain level of engagement. When people find people that they are impressed by or they want to rub shoulders with or they admire are also fired up about what they're fired up about, it sort of, it just creates like this heartbeat. And then when people start to sort of learn about each other in their role as volunteers and see sort of a whole new picture of that person, it starts to create those relationships even among the people who are your primary supporters. And that's when things get really exciting. Awesome. I love that approach. And as you shared the whys, what everybody has in common, regardless of what role or what perspective or what background. Amen. And how about, Derek, when you think about a nonprofit and hopefully one of their biggest assets is the board, what can a nonprofit do specifically with their board to really get the board engaged in that relationship building? You bet. One of the things that I did when I became the board chair for March of Dimes back in the 90s is that we were very event-centric. And what I mean by that is, while our mission was one of the most important missions you could have to prevent birth defects, right, to prevent infant mortality, I mean, what could you do more significant than that? We were so focused on events that sometimes I felt like we didn't make the right connection with board members. So one of the things that I teach and something I've helped my clients with is you've got to create very short, succinct, board member-centric job descriptions. What do I mean by that, Jeff? Normally we say, hey, Jeff, we're here at ABC Nonprofit. We know you're a great man, a great leader in the community. We would love for you to help us raise some money. All right, that is not a bad question. But let's make a bad question a legendary question. So a better question would be, hey, Jeff, we know you've got a background in the legal field. We would love for you to identify other people in the legal field who can help our nonprofit. Better question, but still not a legendary question. Hey, Jeff, 
is a person who went to the University of Tennessee and spent time in East Tennessee, but now works in Nashville. We wondered if you could help us find 20 attorneys from the University of Tennessee and in the Nashville area who could be donors at the $5,000 to $10,000 level. Short, succinct, specific. You recruit board members because they're awesome people. When you give awesome people vague, nebulous targets, you sometimes get vague, nebulous people. So what I've been teaching my clients is make that target crystallized, make it very tight, make it a challenge, yet make it doable, but make it totally palatable to that board member. And I found, Jeff, that in most cases, people, even if they don't get all the people they wanted, they'll get more people that way than they would have with a very general ask. I love it. What, what great advice. I love that. You ask a nebulous question, you get nebulous results. So, Derek, this has been tremendous as always. I just appreciate the great counsel that you provide to, to many, many organizations and your friendship and leadership. And we're honored to have you with us today. I, I appreciate it. You know, I've only lived in the United States. I grew up in St. Louis, moved to Kansas City for college worked there and then I've lived in Nashville for 30 years. So I've only lived in the United States. In one guy's opinion, the one thing that so differentiates America is our volunteerism. That notion that in Nashville especially, when I think about some of our grandfathers and grandmothers of Nashville, meaning those persons who were pretty legendary when I showed up in town, you did not get their respect if you were not a servant to the community in some shape, form or fashion. And I love that. I love that about America and I love that about Nashville. So to know that you're in a position where you're trying to further how nonprofits can be more effective by giving them real, honest insight, I think that's phenomenal, Jeff. Well, we're honored to have friends like you and appreciate the great work that you do. And to our listeners, you can see what great wisdom you will benefit from, but be sure to keep up with Derek by following him on Twitter at dy underscore hindsight or by visiting derekyoungspeaks.com and i know he would be happy to talk with you about a keynote or educational program or other consulting services but you're just a, a great star and beacon and we appreciate you so much derek thanks for being our guest today thank you brother appreciate you man great and thanks to our listeners for being with us on this edition of the beacon podcast your connection to nonprofit success. Thanks for listening to The Beacon, your connection to nonprofit success. Tune in every week for nonprofit topics with special guest interviews. Suggest future topics and learn more about upcoming podcast and guest at lighthousecouncil.com.